0: Education, health, climate,
1: and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet,
0: and I'm Jennifer Burrell.
1: Today we're talking about mental illness and the social context in which it happens.
0: Mm. So, in the last few programs, <coughs> excuse me, we've been looking at psychopathy and narcissism and their amazing rise in our current system. They are certainly among the top disorders of our times, with sociopaths in top positions of power and with many narcissists doomed to disappointment as there are just not enough management positions to go around for all of them.
1: Today we're going to have a conversation about mental illness more broadly, particularly those mental illnesses generated by and within our current social circumstances.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's a word for illnesses caused by medical interventions, iatrogenic illness. So we're thinking we should coin a new word for illness generated by governments, governogenic illness, (laughs) (laughs) alongside the broader sociogenic illness. We're certainly not alone in commenting on the rise of governogenic and sociogenic illness, whatever we name it. In a recent letter to The Age, a mental health social worker Charlotte Brewer pointed out that mental illness often has its origin in social factors, social factors including poverty. She says, even where poverty is not a major cause, it always has an exacerbating effect. When this is combined with rhetoric demonising people on welfare as bludgers and drug users, the impact is intensified. And when policies such as robo-debt are thrown into the mix, we have the ideal recipe to perpetuate debilitating mental illness. Every day, this is what she says, every day I see people brought low by these things, none of it their fault. Medications and therapies can only minimise, not change the impact of discrimination and hardship on mental health.
1: We couldn't agree more. But let's first get a snapshot of the scale of the mental illness of mental illness in Australia. According to Beyond Blue, one in 6 Australians has depression or anxiety or both.
0: That's incredible, one mm. in 6 with depression or anxiety. 17% aged 16 to 85 had an episode of anxiety and or a mood disorder such as depression or bipolar in the last 12 months. This would be equivalent to 3.2 million people in Australia today. It's
1: quite amazing out of 25 million. The treatment rate for all Australians diagnosed with a form of mental illness increased from 37% in 26.7 twen- in, uh, to 46% in 29.10. Yeah.
0: So you have to wonder what's going on from 37%. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In what, three years, to 46%.
1: And remember, in our very first program, we already spoke about the social problem of widespread loneliness and its mental consequences, which is dogging Australia and Australians and other affluent countries.
0: Mental health problems arising for children too. Apparently, one in seven children, Australian children, aged four to seven... Will have a mental health issue over the course of a year. One in seven, ranging from toddlers with attachment difficulties to children with depression, anxiety, and trauma. And this data is from the government's health department.
1: While psychiatrists' uh, Diagnostic Statistical Manual, or DSM, of which we talked last week or the week before, it locates the cause of mental disorders within internal biological defects or malfunctions there is in fact little scientific evidence for this using the dsm as a guide the presence of a disorder is then diagnosed by the presence of a range of specific symptoms which really relate many of them to the social and relational context within sufferers Mm. within which sufferers live
0: yeah so in addition to the insults and assaults from the system that affect people's mental health there are also the mental disorders that are promoted by hyper competitive capitalism with sociopaths or psychopaths and narcissists often the winners so we have a sort of a, a mental illness pushing upwards and mm-hmm. downwards
1: yeah and several of the books which we have referred to last week and the week before they all they all detail these things and of course the theory that all problems can be reduced to imbalances in the brain is the perfect theory to support a huge pharmace- pharmacological pharmaceutical industry as well as medical pratic- practitioners applying their diagnosis according to what is referred to as the medical model mm.
0: and of course our problem is with the reducing mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. brain chemistry is happening all the time even in our heads now while we're talking and you're listening. But this doesn't mean that our mental ills are
1: Caused, yeah. Mm.
0: Caused by defects in mm. our brains mm. or mm. only caused by defects in That's our brains or that we are merely being driven by our brain chemistry in some sort of deterministic way. Mm-hmm. That would be like saying you're not really happy about the birth of your new baby. You're really mm. only happy mm-hmm. because there's a burst of serotonin in your brain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's silly. It's really a silly and simplistic idea. But you hear it spouted all the time in the mainstream media under the guise of being scientific.
1: And, of course, there's a cyst in the individualizing kind of ways in which we run a society like ours to blame victims rather than the system of which the victims are part. And on that note, we will turn to Kodo uh, for some reflective music by Superpod. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities,
0: discussing diverse and intersecting topics. On In Your Face on the last Friday of every month. Or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR Code.
1: And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR. Funded by the City of Yarra.
0: You're listening to Think Again, 3CR. 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about mental illness and the social context in which it happens and the social context where we perhaps can find some remedy or hopefully find some remedy.
1: As we have already mentioned, the entire social and relational context in which mental conditions emerge and through which they are partly generated too often is left out of consideration. This is especially problematic as we are now ever so slowly starting to realise how much, for example, climate change and other environmental changes and disasters are also having an effect on our general and mental health and well-being.
0: Mm-hmm. This is really a huge topic. So it's probably easiest to follow one person through his mental journey and illustrate his encounters with the mental sickness system and how he saved himself from it. So Johann Hari, he tells his story in a book called Lost Connections, uncovering the real causes of depression and the unexpected solutions. So when Johann was a teenager, he visited his local GP suffering from depression. He says, I had gone to see my doctor and I had told him, crouched, embarrassed, that pain was leaking out of me uncontrollably, like a bad smell and I had felt this way for several years. In reply, the doctor said he was lacking in serotonin in his brain, a chemical that makes people feel good. He gave Johanna a pill to assist in generating the serotonin. Though initially relieved, the pill lost effect over time and then he felt depressed again. Over time, the dose had to be raised several times to get the effect, the desired effect, but in the end, it eventually totally lost its effect. Johan wondered why he was still feeling depressed when he was taking all those serotonin-producing medications. He also wondered why so many people across the Western world seemed to be feeling just like him, as shown up in all the relevant statistics, some of which we've just looked at of course. This led him on a long research journey investigating all types of mainstream and alternative remedies and approaches to curing depression. Eventually, this is what he concluded. So these are in his words. We all know that every human being has physical needs for food, for water, for shelter, for clean air. It turns out that in the same way, all humans have certain basic psychological needs. We need to feel we belong. We need to feel valued. We need to feel we're good at something. We need to feel we have a secure future and there is growing evidence that our culture isn't meeting these psychological needs for many, perhaps most, people. I kept learning that in very different ways we have become disconnected from things we really need and this deep disconnection is driving this epidemic of depression and anxiety all around us.
1: I have been and continue to be involved in the mental illness and mental health landscape, most recently in collaboration with Marinda Epstein, who is the founder of the R Consumer Place Resource Center for Mental Health Services Consumers. Together we have been writing and publishing via the R Community Group a series of conversation starters on the various aspects of mental illness. We dealt with the treatments, the institutions, stigmatization, the kinds of way in which the medical model approaches this, and so on. We also have together edited a book called Doing It Together, where we really want to put mental illness and responses to it in a more collective, relational kind of context. The underlying questions we posed ourselves and the authors uh, of the contributions, they were succinct and based on the growing awareness and scientific evidence that we are, as a species, primarily social and relational beings, and that knowledge that derives from fields as diverse as relativity and quantum theories and studies, ecological and indigenous knowledge, and the neuroscientific discoveries of of human capabilities to mirror social, altruistic and reciprocal behaviour. Uh, and particularly also the social sciences and social psychology particularly have contributed to that growing knowledge. Therefore, a growing understanding and conviction that cooperation and collective work, work are the existential qualities which have allowed us as a species to survive in the first place. Survive in an environment which was often violent, uncontrollable, and we have done so for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. And those environmental powers were much stronger, and unless we would have cooperated, we would not have been able to survive as a species. Oh, we are.
0: The Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament invites you to join the celebration of 60 years of active campaigning on peace, nuclear disarmament and social justice. Great speakers will share their memories of CICD's many campaigns, and the Victorian Trade Union Choir will sing peace songs from the 50s and 60s. Enjoy an exhibition, food and drinks. The celebration will be held at the Unitarian Peace Memorial Church, 110 Grey Street in East Melbourne. Sunday the 10th of November from 2 to 5 p.m. CICD is a proud affiliate member of Community Radio Federation.
1: All in All
0: You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial. 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today... We're talking about mental illness and the social context in which it happens and where we can and must find support and remedy.
1: To continue what I said before the break, Marinda and I have, in order to create the conversation starters and particularly the book Doing It Together, we had a variety of questions which we posed ourselves and which we also asked contributors to that edited book, doing it together to uh, guide them in the way in which they presented their approach to mental health and dealing with mental illness. So the first kind of question we ask why it is important basically to live with, do with and be with others and how does that underlie the work you're doing in your group. Sometimes we are of course forced, sometimes violently out we pushed out of our relational ways of being because the expectations of social systems or social norms, law and order, they are expecting us to be just individuals and to do it all by ourselves. We all Mm. remember the schools that we can't actually look at what other people have doing. We can't, Mm. uh, whatever it's called, uh, we need to do it all by ourselves. This is almost like a uh, a sort of a phrase which in families is standard. Oh, now he can do it all by himself Mm. as if that were a virtue. Mm.
0: And of course we are interdependent and that's what the point is. so I
1: remember for my own kids as they as, as they grew up when my my daughter was about uh, I think she was 2 and she did she could for the first time uh, manage to uh, to tie her laces herself so I called the entire family and said look she can do it all by herself mm-hmm. but a year earlier when my son 2 years older was helping her tying those laces I did not call the family Mm -hmm. to see and to tell them, see how nice my son had helped her die. So Mm -hmm. really what is sensational, we actually Mm -hmm. always venerate what is sensational by what we do by ourselves. Mm -hmm. So how we therefore are are structural expectations incongruous with the way we are supposed to be because we are supposed to be cooperative mm. and are not allowed to cooperate in so many of our instances.
0: Yeah. I always find it a challenge when writing resumes and mm. interviews yeah. ah. because I know, as yes. with everyone, everything that I've succeeded in, I've mm. succeeded in with and because yeah. of other people I'm working mm. with.
1: Absolutely. Presentations for jobs are bragging exercises <laughs> nowadays. So how can we, uh, not a question we suppose, how can we re-engage consciously in relational and reciprocity, decision, reciprocal decision-making in groups with therapeutic, practical, political and other purpose, allowing our cooperative instincts to flourish again and be regenerated. Another one we asked is how can we reconceptualize our relational ways of interacting rather than just seeing and experiencing them as expressions of contracts or service delivery mm-hmm. or those kinds of consumption, those kinds of ways which now are interpreting the, the, the how our relationships ought to be and how we need to understand them. Particularly also, as we said last time, in the service delivery industries, everything is now about delivering, delivering care and receiving care and support. So things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you then sort of go uh, stretching that the net of these questions further and going more to the bottom of it, how can we start considering our human existence as a necessary coexistence with other species and other things? That means, therefore, in including in our relational ways of being and reflecting about what it means to be and what it means to exist, uh, including in those considerations the nature which surrounds us and with which we so much need to cooperate in order for it to sustain us Mm. in our own survival. Mm.
0: And which, of course, describes how we get to mental health and well-being Mm -hmm. as a broader concept, not as an individual medical concept or even psychiatric concept. So...
1: Uh, the que- such questions therefore, also they are directly pertinent to the now usual treatment of psychiatric and mm. mental instances. Mm-hmm. The previously mentioned pharmaceutical response to what is overwhelmingly conceived as a problem of brain and body chemistry. Mm-hmm. How can we uh, enlarge that understanding to include our relational ways of being mm. or not being?
0: And not as an in incidental add-on, which totally. I think is yep. the point. Exactly. Um, so it's, it was interesting to see um, in a newspaper article about a study um, that our reliance on pharmaceuticals for, to try and patch up our mental well-being is actually having an effect on the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our reliance on chemical responses to personal and social malaises delivered through market mechanisms does have environmental effects. Because um, where, are, where are all these drugs going when they leave our bodies? Mm-hmm. Apparently there are alarming levels of drug and pharmaceutical products polluting Melbourne's streams, from humans of course. A study by a global team of experts found that a platypus living in a stream on Melbourne's fringe could receive more than half a human dose of antidepressants every day.
1: So can you imagine? Tragic, uh, really add, tragic. Yes, and add to that the residue of all the other chemical products from dietary complements to fertility enhancers, fertility blockers. It all ends up in our environment, in the plants we eat, the water we drink, you name it. As well, just to add that onto it, there is the recent findings of the amount of microplastic which enters our bodies, and of which we even haven't started to ponder the consequences. So that will really have to mean that we do need to widen our understanding of being a relational species to all other species and things with which we need to live and coexist. And it also means that we should dare to pose the question, we mentioned before, and apply them to our collective lives with what surrounds us. Without them, we will not be able to exist either. And as we intimated before, and have done so many many times in our programs, the damage we do, often unthinkingly, to our environment is increasingly being recognized as generating mental illness. Mm. The anxieties which our Prime Minister recently suggested we should not exacerbate by demonstrating and uh, demonstrating and talking about them too much you remember how he dealt with Greta Thunberg that she was mm-hmm. organising all these demonstrations and mm-hmm. all of that and she, he said what was his response oh no no we shouldn't may create too many anxieties amongst people mm-hmm. see if that is what creates the anxieties it is, it is mm-hmm. a damage to the environment itself mm-hmm. which creates the anxieties
0: yeah so I say, let's keep talking about all of these things. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.